Welcome, everybody, to Tectonic Takes. We have a, not really a special guest here today. We have one of the OGs back. What's up, Will? Welcome back. What's up, man? What What is life? What is podcast? I don't even know. I'm, I'm glad to be back, man. This is an awesome time. I'm glad uh, I get to come back when the, the Quakes are doing something right. So it's good yeah. to be back. It's funny. I was like, man, the Quakes won. You know, maybe we should get Will on finally after 90 days of Quakes not winning. We'll have Will back on as well. So it's been a while. It's been a while since we've seen a win, um, but I'm happy you're here with us today. I think that everybody else is happy here, too, as well. Um, but let's go ahead and see. We we won against Seattle Sounders. It hasn't happened in about, I think, five, or seven years. We haven't won since 2015. Um, you saw the game yesterday, right? So what were your thoughts? Um, well, obviously great to get three points. I mean, yeah, it was a must. It was a must at this point to get three points. Um, and especially in Seattle yeah. and it's just in that atmosphere to go into Seattle and actually take three points away from them. I mean, it's great. I mean, it's one of the best results you can see. I mean, there's a lot of still ups and downs with the Quakes team and where they're yeah. at, but I mean, just to come away with three points and not, and hold the lead that like, that's yeah. what's kind of been like the big, the big thing for us right now. I feel like the last couple of games is just getting a lead, but not holding it. And we'll talk more into that, but just to actually see that is, is huge. Yeah. I mean, holding a lead is huge. Ever since we went three in the back, we've looked more defensively sound. It looks like we're not going to lose five to zero anymore. Um, but I do think that we've had a problem holding on to leads late. Um, it just seems like with Johnny Russell with Sporting Kansas City getting that, you know, crazy rebound off of JC, JT Marcinkowski, it was just a bit unlucky. And uh, I was saying that we were going to win this game in the last episode. I don't know if it was my blind optimism or I felt a feeling. I felt like this was going to be our LFC of this year, right? Now we're going to go on a little run, get back in the playoff race and see what happens. But Again, this is chaos ball, right? Uh, we were used to Dom Kinnear ball. I know I was talking to Will when he was not on the podcast saying he wants Dom Kinnear back, but uh, no, this is chaos ball. We lose to the teams that we were supposed to win and we win to the teams we're supposed to lose. So it's uh, every day in and day out. It's We don't know what we're going to get. So it's awesome. It's entertaining. Um, but uh, coming up right now, actually, we're filming this right before Mexico USA. Will, do you have any thoughts on that game? It's the Gold Cup final. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's it's great. We're doing the good old traditional USA versus Mexico rivalry. I mean, this yeah. is what everyone wants when it comes down to the Gold Cup. I mean, as far as we, it goes for the last final game, this is what we want to see. Um, I'm, you know, I'm just not I've been in whole impressed with as far as what kind of squad the US, the, the US mm. team brought. I mean, I bet there's certain reasons why we couldn't bring certain players and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But the point is, it's still not that an exciting squad to watch. Um, but of course we want this win, no matter what is against Mexico. Like we're not, we're right. not going to not take it. Um, I'm just hoping a lot of guys step up and we can see what maybe the future holds with some players, but these aren't the exact guys that we're going to be seeing for uh, Qatar or any of the other world cups. Most of them, I should say. Yeah. Some of these guys are the guys that are going to be possibly, uh, you know, injury fillers or, uh, guys who would get maybe 15 to 20 minutes on that a Qatar match. Maybe one of them like Kellen Acosta or uh, Sebastian Legette. But yeah, again, these are the guys that basically are fighting for a spot. And I, and I do want to see some of that fire. Jesse's artist has been playing lights out. And 
I don't know. I saw him pick a ball out of the sky with a perfect, beautiful first touch, like a la Carlos Gill. And I was like, what the heck? That's Jesse Gazardes. Like this guy's playing. He wants that striker position. Daryl DK hasn't really impressed me too much. So uh, a little bit of shocking this this past Gold Cup tournament has been for me. Um, I was expecting DK to go off like Wondolowski when he was in the Gold Cup, you know, where he had like, I think it was like 12 goals or something crazy like that. But I think it, I think it also helped that we played like, um, oh, what was that? One of those Caribbean countries where Wanda scored like five or six. It was insane. Yeah. But um, yeah, we'll see who wins. I think this Mexico squad isn't really strong as well, um, but they do have a stronger squad in, rele- in relevance to what they're break- taking to Qatar. So um, this is more of like a B or B B squad for USA and then like a A minus kind of B plus squad for Mexico. So we'll see what happens. Will, do you have any predictions? Man, I'd, I'm going to, and the last time, I mean, the USA Mexico was crazy. So it's yeah. like really hard to compare because this is not the same teams that are playing each other yeah. um, when they, the last time they played. Um, but I expect another hard fought game. It's going to be, I mean, I, I expect like maybe like a two to one hoping USA victory. But like, like I said, I just don't know with this team. I feel like they could easily fall apart or yeah. like they're, they're really good. They're, they're going to have to fight for it. It's not it's definitely not going to be easy for that matter, but it's going to be a hard fought game. It's going to be probably entertaining to watch for sure. Yeah, I'm going to go Dos Aceto. I think uh, USA wins two to zero. Daryl DK finally breaks his his little slump that he's in. And then Jesse's already comes in last 10 minutes and scores a goal to make it sure that they win. Um, but we'll see, right? We'll see in 30, 30 to an hour what happens with the Mexico-USA game. Um, so going into a little bit in depth with the Seattle Sounders games, um, a couple of notable absences was for sure, right? They didn't have uh, Christian Roldan because he's with the Gold Cup squad, as well as we didn't have Jackson Newell. So I was saying that, this is probably when they're the most beatable. Christian Rodon really, really runs that offense without Nicolo Lodato being out there. Um, but they, Seattle still had Rui Diaz, which he had a howling miss. My God. Um, it, it reminded me of his days in Peru, you know, because my family always says that he sucks for Peru. So I was like, oh, geez, uh, that did not look good. But um, we got lucky, right? He usually bangs those in. Um, yeah. But JT, again, had a hell of a game. Uh, Will, who stood out to you this game? I mean, JT came clutch. Um, yeah. I mean, that's uh, what I mean. I'm gonna have to say. I mean, Espinosa just you know he we've been dogging on yeah. Espinosa. I know the fans have been dogging on him, yeah. and for him to get a goal and you know the only goal it was just huge. And, and hopefully, what I'm just hoping for is this like you know it's a confidence booster, right, or something yeah. to be positive for him because like I said, this is one of our supposed to be one of our best players, and everyone's kind of ripping on him, dogging on him. I'm still feeling like everyone's just needs a little relaxed a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I know he hasn't performed up to par, but the whole team hasn't performed up to par. So, I mean, it, it we're going to kind of just throw it on him because he's usually one of our star guys. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's just big for him to get back on the scoring sheet. And for him, I think it's huge. But also, I mean, Nathan has just been a great addition to this team. Yeah. He's always everywhere on the field, you know, slide tackles everywhere, just being aggressive. One of the, like a defender that we kind of need. I feel like we haven't had a defender like that in a while. Yeah. And the, the renaissance of flow in the midfield, right? <laughs> what is this? You know, like I never thought getting Nathan in would make flow play midfielders. I was just thinking that flow would be a, you know, bench guy, but Hey, if it worked, it worked and he played well. Cause we got the win. So um, no Jordan Morris to, you know, to be flows kryptonite, but <laughs> 
it worked. It worked. And at the end of the day, I saw Romeni on the injury report and I was like, oh, snap, like this is not going to be good. But Flo and Utsin, they held it down in the middle. Uh, Chofi's had another missing howler. I mean, that was that's two in a row now. So Chofi's I don't know if he's trying to go for the top left corner because he always likes to shoot it with his left, but he's always hitting it over the bar nowadays. And just like, man, like just put it on frame. Maybe you get a rebound like maybe maybe Kate or Wando's there for a rebound. But um, definitely a different type of uh, midfielder that we've seen in the last couple of years. Usually they try to kick it on frame. Uh, but Christian Espinosa quietly now has two assists and one goal in the last three games. Um, this is him turning it up, right? Like you said, uh, we were putting it on him because he missed that penalty. And then he really didn't kind of get a goal and get out of that funk. But now he does. And now he's, you know, acting like a DP. So this is nice to see uh, the definitely nice to see Espinosa back and getting a goal and hopefully this like you said grows his confidence and and he brings us to Portland the next game and hopefully we get another win imagine if we get another win right imagine if we go to Seattle get a win and then Portland get a win um but yeah will what'd you think about the Seattle squad I know it wasn't a JV team but it's definitely Seattle's team what'd you think of them yeah, I mean, like you said, it wasn't their best. I mean, uh, without Roldan and uh, Stephen Fry in nets, I mean, oh, it's yeah. not the same. It's not the it's not the same. But at the end of the day, this is still a great Seattle team. And in Seattle, I mean, I mean, to put that in this perspective, I mean, like I said, we haven't beaten Seattle forever, so we definitely have to beat them at home or right. at their home forever as well. I mean, it might be even longer. I'm not sure. It's uh, seven years. Like seven years. Since we, we beat them at home. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So seven, seven years. I mean, like that's, that's seven seasons, two playoff seasons for us that we yeah. didn't beat them at, uh, in Seattle. So, I mean, that just puts in perspective, like, wow. I mean, it's hard to beat them in Seattle and to do it there, uh, even regardless that it wasn't the best team. It's just, it's, it's amazing accomplishment yeah. for the earthquakes. Yeah. And, and it wasn't our best team either. Right. We were definitely depleted with injuries and, and uh, suspensions and, and uh, international duty, but this now is Seattle's, I believe, third loss in their last four games. So something, yeah, something to keep an eye on for Seattle. They're crashing hard and fast. So definitely now the Quakes are unbeaten in five, right? Unbeaten five. So four, four draws in a win. What do you think about this kind of little, little group of points for the Quakes? Do you think it's possible that they make it back into the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. this team could streak. I mean, the Quakes are, I feel like, they're a hot and cold kind of team yeah. um, when, you, when it comes down to it. And as long as they get hot at the right time and they just get enough points, uh, yeah, I, I don't see why. I'm not expecting, I think, probably our predictions early in the season were like middle of the pack of the playoffs. Right, right. I think now we're kind of more realistically on the bottom tier of it just be yeah. because of how the games have been playing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I definitely think the chances are still there, especially if we're getting wins like this. But, I mean, like I said, it's got to – Got to keep, you know, building on this momentum, especially against Portland coming up here. Yeah, and Nathan has been a very, very good pickup. I w I usually do the tackles per the season so far on Instagram, and I've noticed that he has I, he's about to pass everybody in his what five six games that he's already played with us. So it's insane how many tackles that guy racks up. It's it, a little bit aggressive at times. Uh, he can pick up some easier yellows. Uh, maybe when he gets a little more accustomed to the league and they start to know that he's aggressive, the refs start hounding or hounding him with yellows. But definitely has been a great, solid pickup. Um, I want to see a little bit more of his passing game. I think uh, that's something that caught the eye of Jesse Furinelli. 
but we'll see if, if that comes to fruition. We haven't had a great passer in the back line. Flo, when he first started playing center back, was a great passer. Um, Clarence Goodson was a great passer, too, from the back line. I remember that. Uh, he would do some beautiful balls up to the top. Um, but we'll see if that comes out of Nathan now. Uh, but changes to the formation, Will. Did you like this formation? Trophies was kind of pushed into a false nine role. Did you see that? Yeah, it was definitely weird. I mean, this whole thing about, you know, three defenders in the back. I mean, this is kind of something we might see with the with yeah. the earthquakes, and especially we might see more flow in the center back position and more with, with Jutes in, and they're kind of more of a defensive oh. like group down there. Yeah. And completely down. Uh, yeah, there. Sorry, well, uh, we can cut you out for a second. Go ahead. No worries, no worries. Uh, I was just saying that we'll probably see this formation a little bit more. The three defenders at the back. I mean, I think it's going to stick like that until yeah. it doesn't. Um, and especially, we're going to probably see Flo. I would say more in the center defensive uh, mid position, just because him and Judson together probably could just really hold it down in the backfield. Yeah, and um, Tanner Beeson quietly having a solid season too. Like uh, he was just the draft pick a couple of years ago, and now he's a solid piece to this rotation. Um, it seems to me like they the, the Quakes, at least they do use their draft picks and they use them well. Uh, Will, is there a young player that you're actually excited for? Because you haven't been on this podcast in a while. So there's been a kind of a renaissance of all these young players. Has there been any that caught your eye? Think that deserve more I mean, playing time? No, you know, I've been a big Tanner fan. I think I've been probably one of the ones sticking with Tanner for a while. Sorry, more yeah. connection issues. <laughs> yeah, more connection issues. No worries, no uh, worries. Yeah, so Tanner Beeson, you've 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 had an eye on them, uh, an eye on him, and you've liked him for a while. I remember last year you were you were you were you know crying for him, right? So, well, yeah, I mean he's proven when he stepped in following East, and he's had times this season. I mean he went, he had the assist, and yeah. I don't think he's had a goal yet. But I mean he's he's definitely proven that he can play um, center back for the Quakes. Yeah, and I think I've been I think I've been chirping about him longer than probably anybody else. So, yeah. I mean, I think I'm big on defense, so I think I'll, I'll, I'll stick with him. I know we have a lot of other young guys coming in and stepping up. And, I'll, of course, I can't, like, you know, I wasn't going to use the obvious, like, Cade talk, you know, like, obviously he's our, one of our yeah. youngest stars. But, yeah, yeah we'll, of course, we'll we'll definitely get Cade into this guy podcast for sure, though. Yeah, and speaking of Cade a little bit, right, um, I remember Jamin Moore from Quake's Epicenter, he went ahead and released a graphic where Cade was not involved at all in the offense. Um, so maybe a Matias Almeida will kind of look at that and and that probably has to do why he he kind of came off early. Um, he also picked up a yellow. So it was it was kind of evident why they took him off early or maybe they were just saving his legs for Portland. Uh, maybe they're going to run a uh, him at the stereotypical nine next week. So they wanted to save his legs a bit. Um, but yeah, what do you think of Cade this last game? I know Cade has uh, come down a little bit. He played the left winger spot today. What do you think his best position is kind of looking at the games this season? Um, I mean, as far as la last game, since I've actually finally saw saw this one, um, I think Cade had had times where he had great runs, but then he couldn't get the, you know, he was going into like four Seattle Sounders players. Right, right. Maybe he kind of needed to like settle down a second, take a second. You know, he was trying to kind of just go for it all. Um, and then that that penalty, I mean, that penalty, excuse me, that uh, that yellow card he got was. You know, it was frustration. You know, right. he finally got he got up to him. His frustration. He just you know decided to take a bad penalty, and I can see either why he Almeida took him out either to save him or plus because he just took a, a terrible yellow card that was right. unnecessary. 
Yeah, and I think that's Cade Cal's first yellow card. I, I I don't remember him getting another yellow card anytime soon. So I was like, wow, he really got frustrated. I mean, he took on three defenders during that time, and I was like, oh, he almost had it. If he just would have passed it to Espinoza on that outside foot like he did earlier in the season, we would have maybe had another goal. Uh, but what would you think of the subs? Uh, what do you think of the guys who came on? Uh, Andy Rios took away another Chris Wondolowski goal. No, but in all seriousness, that one, I don't, I don't harp on him as much as the one before, but that one was just unfortunate. This, this one, this one was just unfortunate. I feel like because he was falling outside of bounds and he did pass the ball out just a little too late. Oh, Will, Will fell asleep on that because, uh, yeah, I mean, he, um, you there, Will? Sorry, another, another connection issue. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, man, we're having some issues on my first my first time back, dude. It's all good, all good. I'm, I'm tethering off of a phone because I have the worst Wi-Fi in the world, so no worries, no worries. It wasn't too bad. I, I talked to myself, so it's all good. <laughs> oh, God, already again, so no worries. Uh, Will, one more time. It's my oh, connection. I'm... It's my connection. One more time. Are you there? Okay. Yes, yes, the yeah. subs, the wonderful subs. Um, man, I mean, uh, so do you have the full list of subs that came on? Yeah, yeah. Chance? So Eric Rometty, Andy Rios, Chris Wondolowski, and Marcus Lopez. Right. Okay. I was just making sure. I didn't want to yeah. say. I was going to talk about Marcus Lopez. I think he came in. Yeah. I was just like, I was just making sure. So, yeah, Um, I think Marcus Lopez did a great job coming in. Yeah. Um, I th- I mean, we're so used to him starting. Uh, so definitely coming in and, you know, supplying for a great I, – I just thought, like, all right, but they brought him in for – I think he actually subbed out for Kate Cowell, if I'm not uh, mistaken. Yeah. And so I was thinking, like, all right, for sure, I, I guess t- first time I could really think – I mean, I'm really trying to think of defensively. Right. You know, we're trying to win this game. So we want to bring in a defensive player and nothing, no better than to bring in Lopez for that. Um, and of course, yes, Wando, he had an almost chance for another goal. Kind of, And I think Lopez set him up for that goal. Yeah, he had an assist on that. Yeah, or it would have been an assist on yeah, that. Yeah. But yeah, so again, Lopez came in solid defensively, almost had an assist for 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 Wando. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I just, uh, uh, Rometty always, you know, solid, I kind of, but I just, uh, Rios, man, I don't know, man. <laughs> I just, sometimes Rios is like, uh, he's one of those players who just like, sometimes you're just like, Oh wow. He does so many, he does, that's so cool. He does something great. You know, like, uh, against right. Vancouver, he does that nice little flick, uh, for right. a goal or like he does something you're like, wow. And then other times you're just like, why are you out here, man? Well, like, why the, are you the craziest thing about it is like, man, this guy's really unlucky. Like, I just think yeah. like it's just the narrative. Right. And it, it just happens like the last two games. He had two goals taken away. Like that's two negative goals already. Like, oh, no. But yeah, I, I understand the, the fan sentiment, but hopefully it turns it around. Um, It's a win. Right. It's a team win. So definitely something nice to, to see for everybody. And Christian Espinoza, this is what I've been wanting from him. I mean, I want him to take shots from the middle, right? Because I feel like he he has his best opportunity to kind of sneak one in like he did. And that's why I want to see him at the striker role, to be honest. But I, I want him to see him come inside more and shoot the ball more from the front of the goal instead of the side of the goal. Because I feel like he kind of doesn't either get too much power off from the side or maybe it's just a worse angle but in front of goal it was evident today that he has the power to sneak it past um is that what you want to see from christian espinoza i mean yeah we'll all like goals i just want him to you know get more obviously i feel like he's more of a, a playmaker um so getting more says that we want to rather him set up trophies i mean we brought trophies in for this and we like to set him up for Cade. so we'd like seeing him that but of course yeah if he's able to 
you know, not lose the ball and productively bring it to the middle and put a shot on net. I mean, of course, I mean, I think we'd like to see that and he'll probably score some more goals doing that. Definitely. Yeah. So looking at the stats, the, the Sounders outshot the Quakes 11 to five shots on targets. The Sounders outshot three to two uh, possession. Sounders had 65% of possession. So this is a very, very uh, smash and grab type of win for the Quakes, but it worked right. Passing accuracy, 84% for the Sounders, 72% for the Quakes chances created. Two to one, the Sounders led. Corners, Sounders led seven to one. So definitely the Quakes didn't get any corners off. Um, fouls, 17 to 16, the Sounders led. Offsides, the Quakes have three and the Sounders have one. Quakes get a bunch of offsides, so that's something to keep an eye on. Um, but, yep, Nathan did pick up a yellow in the 94th minute, so that's something to keep an eye on. Um, but this is the Heritage Cup, Will. Um, the Heritage Cup is the last two standing teams with the NASL names. So this is between the Sounders and the Quakes every year. And this year, the Quakes have a good opportunity to kind of take take the cup back home. Um, we did take a loss, but we actually won. And this is this last game in September. We'll go ahead and see who gets to keep the cup this year. Um, but it's a legit cup. They actually they bring it out. So it's pretty cool. Um, little piece of NASL history. Uh, but yeah, no, definitely. I felt like this game was a good game. Solid win. Um, it puts us in a good position on the table. Let me go ahead and read off the table. Um, in the Western Conference, the, the Quakes are now in 11th place. So above them is FC Dallas. The reason why they're below or the head of the Quakes is because of our negative seven goal difference. So definitely something to work on. Um, Houston, right above Dallas, ninth is with 18 points. So very attainable, one point away. The Portland Timbers, eighth with 19 points. So Again, if we win against Portland, we jump into the eighth spot, one point away from the playoff race. So long season ahead, very attainable. Um, the playoff, have, uh, the last playoff spot is Real Salt Lake with 21 points. So easily attainable. Will, any teams that have really shocked you? Have you been paying attention to the rest of the MLS? Um, I mean, no, not honestly, no. I just kind of, I, I've yeah. been, I've been so busy, like no it's been such hard, hard time to fall, at least, but especially the rest of them. Unless obviously yeah. I'm trying to keep as, but like updated as possible with the quakes Yeah, and obviously with you guys and what you're doing. So, um, so no, I haven't really focused, but as far as what you just read off, I mean, uh, the biggest one is, you know, Portland being so low on the table. Yeah. Um, so obviously that means they're not having that great of a season. And this is a time where the quakes need to count, like, you know, need to need to show up against yeah. the team. That's kind of is struggling like period. Like there's nothing more about it than that. And then Austin FC in last place in the Western conference with 13 points. So um, we'll see what happens with them, right? Maybe they become a Cincinnati FC, but in the Eastern conference now in first place is the revolution. Second place is Orlando. And then, last place is inter Miami. So something to keep an eye on too. They have the highest, one of the highest payrolls in the whole league, as well as Atlanta United, they're in 11th with 14 points. So they can easily be in last place. Wooden spoon territory for Atlanta and inter Miami. All right. So interesting games coming up. My, I think we have a whole bunch of games. I'm not going to list them off, but just looking at the, uh, this list, Toronto, New York city will be a definitely a good game. LAFC versus Sporting Kansas City, and then the Timbers and Quakes are all games to look out for. Make sure you guys set up your fantasy lineups. And, Will, any kind of last comments you want to go ahead and talk about? I know this podcast is a little short and sweet, but um, actually, we could talk about the Portland. We can talk about the Portland game. What do you want to see from the Quakes, and what do you want to, what do you want from them? 
You know, I feel like with a quick Surratt, it's going to be kind of similar to the Seattle game. Yeah. I feel like Portland's probably going to be more dominant on most of all the most of the game. Um, obviously, I would like to see some more corners from what we got last game. Yeah. So some more pressure. Um, but again, just still win. You know, we got to secure a win, get three points. So again, just get a goal, get a lead and obtain and hold it. I, I feel yeah. like as far as what the Quakes need to do is like, you know, this is the whole reason I, you know, joked around about the whole Dominic Kinnear thing was when, when we had Dom, we'll get a goal and we'll hold the lead. Right, right. Like, that's the thing. Like, we, we would just go ahead and, and, and park the bus and get a win, right? So definitely it, it worked, but it was definitely not the most attractive soccer. No, I mean, it's not. I mean, at yeah. the end of the day, it's not. But at the, I would rather, I think Quakes fans would would consider a playoff spot for that for a little boring soccer and then get exciting for the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And, and Matias Almeida is learning how to adjust. So it's obvious with this three in the back type of system where in the last two years, he never was like this type of uh, I'm just going to bunker down type of person and get the points. But it's nice to see now that he's changing his ways and uh, adjusting to MLS. Cause that's really what it means, right? Adjusting to MLS is, is huge. Um, I I'm expecting the same lineup to come out. Um, maybe flow or remedy in for flow, uh, Marcos Lopez in for say Shalinas. Um, but I think we're going to see almost the same thing in, uh, Cade Cal trophies and Espinosa up top. Uh, but yeah, I feel like we're, this is a good opportunity to grab another win. Uh, Portland just lost. I think it was four to one to the LA galaxy in, uh, LA though, but yeah, they, they just got demolished by the LA galaxy. So something to keep an eye on. We should definitely think about getting a win here too, as well. Uh, Will, what do you predict? A win or a draw? What do you think? Man, I mean, I think my first podcast back, I got I to gotta hope for a win. Yeah. Another another 1-0, you know, mm. another exciting 1-0. And I think Cade's going to get back on the scoring sheet. I think he he gets so many uh, opportunities and chances to see one. Uh, so we're just going to – we're going to give Cade a 1-0 win. Yeah, and, and I forgot to actually say it. Uh, JT Marskikowski's second clean sheet of the year, right? So – I've totally forgot about that. Um, and it's deservedly so. He added some good saves here. Um, going back to that game, Will, sorry, I forgot to ask. Who was your man of the match? Who did you thought? Who did you think deserved your man of the yeah. match? Was it JT Marsikowski? Was it um, Christian Espinoza? Yeah, I mean, those are definitely the top two. And I'm just yeah. going to go with JT. Uh, yeah. I think it's it's an easy one with when it comes to having a clean sheet uh, against Seattle, made clutch saves. And honestly, it was probably the reason why we really won this game. Yeah, in Seattle, too. Getting a clean sheet in Seattle is something very hard to do. Um, so I, he's going to get my man of the match as well. I think this is a good start for Christian Espinosa, and I think the Quakes gave it to him to, for a little bit of confidence boost. But without JT this game, I think we would have been uh, pretty screwed. So definitely. But looking forward to the Portland game, I think we can snatch a 2-1 to one victory. I think Cade gets on the score sheet again. Um, I think... Wando comes on late to 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 do the the two goal lead, um, and then maybe we give up one, going ahead and closing out the game. Uh, but Will, thanks for coming on, man. Any closing thoughts? Of course. Um, no, I mean it's just good to be back. I'm just hopefully the fans enjoyed it. I know we had some connection issues, but um, at the end of the day, man, it's all about let's go Quakes, man. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, uh, the connection issue wasn't too bad. I, hopefully, I'm just talking to myself, rambling like a crazy person. But uh, yeah, I mean. 
go quakes i'm happy you're back on and i want to give a quick shout out to all of our patreon subscribers thank you guys so much for everything you do um and thank you to all of our viewers and listeners it means a lot when you like and retweet this as well um so thank you and as well as our sponsors i want to thank the beautiful game network and uh, roughneck scarves for everything you guys do and produce this podcast and that's great well that's it from us and all i want to say is go quakes go quakes